Welcome to Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I'm your host, Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist and President and CEO of Paradium. My teams and I redefine success for purpose-driven families and businesses by challenging social norms and balancing family and finance to build kingdom impact and generational prosperity. I believe that there are families and businesses that have learned to give a new definition to the word success from a kingdom perspective. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 20 to 30 minutes where we take traditional thinking and turn it upside down. This is Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. And you want to hang out for all 30 to 40 minutes today because joining me today is Chris Dennert, who is currently the founder and CEO of Dugout Mugs, but is a man whose favorite job is to go find the gems that are hidden out there in business ones that have opportunity and really uncover what the real opportunity inside of that is. I want to repeat that. But what you run into is a man who is passionate about what he's doing. But not only that, when we talk about redefining success, when you get to hear his story of his journey and how he's gone from where he was and where he is today, and then what they're building at Dugout Mugs, um, at the very least, you just need to go buy a Dugout Mug. You'll understand that a little bit better by the time we get done. So Chris, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me. I'm glad our, uh, our schedule's finally aligned. <laughs> finally, finally. Hey, for my audience who doesn't know you, let's just start with kind of, uh, you're just going to introduce yourself to somebody. Tell, tell the audience who Chris Dennard is. Uh, well, I guess it depends on the conversation I'm having, right? So a lot of times, if, if I don't really want it to go very far, I just tell people I sell cups. And that, and that ends pretty, <laughs> pretty abruptly. I'm good with that, right? Uh, I value time in a very big way. So I sure don't waste it uh, yeah. on, on, you know, futile conversations. But I mean, who I am, it's, it's, as a, it's a kind of a story in the making. It's who I am and who I'm not all kind of jumbled together. And you learn more and more about that, the more things you experience and, and the deeper you go into, you know, just self-reflection, right? But uh, I'm a father, uh, I'm a husband. Um, I love exp- experience, I, I like experiential things. Yeah. So whether it be the business I create or whether it's the travels I do, or is it me, you know, commentating game three of the World Series with Pete Rose, or is it, uh, me walking underground at the Colosseum in Rome, or like, I, I feel like life is just kind of this giant jumble of all your stories and experiences and their intensity, right? And and that's, that's what I am. I'm just kind of putting together a cool story. And, you know, I've kind of graduated, a friend of mine, Russ, a long time ago explained it. He said, you know, you graduate from the warrior into the statesman. And I feel like I'm in that, that cool transition. And I have been for about five or six years. Uh, I just turned 40. So I, I kind of got to that point a little earlier than most. Um, but yeah, I'm, so I'm going through that and I'm, I'm learning that the most important things are usually within 10 to 20 feet of me. All right. So, mm. so uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's cool. It's, it's a journey. 
right? And you, and you realize what that success is the journey. It's not that a destination, like that cliche, right? So give an advertisement for dugout mugs really quick. And then we're going to go back and we're going to pull the whole story. But you said you make cups. I mean, at least I know yeah. what you do, but tell the audience yeah. what it is. You so, do. so what we do, uh, dugout mugs is a really fun company. My business partner um, invented a while ago, this idea. He was a pitcher for the Blue Jays. And he went back to coaching after he didn't make it all the way to the bigs. And uh, he found a, one of the coaches was cutting barrels in half in a dugout and Randall started picking up the barrels and the guy was using the handles for a hitting drill. Anyway. So he picked up the barrels. He's like, I bet I can drill that out and drink from it. Like, <laughs> That's a weird idea, man, but good. I'm glad he had it. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, today we have a multi-million dollar company, um, but we hollow out baseball bat barrels and we turn them into probably some of the, the, the coolest mugs in the world. We, work with some of the coolest people yeah Our mugs are on the desks of god you name it the celebrities athletes politicians like it's really cool we get to make really unique gifted items uh that that people really love that's awesome yeah so it didn't start there right i mean so you got dugout mugs multi-million dollar company that's not that's the end of the story not the end it is the current portion of where the story right. is today but there were like you had a wake up call in yeah. your life at one point. And if you feel like you want to start before that, start there too. I want you to tell your story, but I think at least, you know, tell a little bit. I mean, you've had this passion about how do you do strategy and how do you do consulting with businesses? And when you're focused so much on business and you think that that's success, sometimes you miss it. Sometimes you miss what success is. Yeah, I think I, I could definitely go into the story, but I think the the overall thing is, Success is different, right? It's you can't measure your success with somebody else's ruler. Mm. So until you really take the time to understand what it looks like, feels like, sounds like, smells like, tastes like for you, do you even know if you're on the right track? Um, you know, I, I talk about Gary V sometimes. You know, I, I love Gary in a lot of ways, and I've been blessed to be able to spend a little bit of time with him here and there. And uh, but I look at it and it's like, yeah, but that's not what I want. Yeah. Right. I don't want to be on all the time and I don't want to be everywhere. You know, it's just not what I wanted. So, you know, uh, I, I feel like a, a misstep in a lot of uh, people's professional and even personal lives is they create these fake muses out there where um, I want to be that person. Well, it's, you don't even know what that person really is. You see a version of it. Right. So it's really more about self-reflection and mm -hmm. to understand the most important things to you. And then you make those important things, the most important things to you. You know, it sounds a little redundant, but you know, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. um, what, what I did is so back in the warrior phase, you know, I'm really good at a handful of things. Mm. And when you're really good at those things, you just keep bringing on more and more and more. I want more, I want more money. I want more opportunity. I want more. And you get really busy being busy and the things around you suffer and it was, you know, children, spouse, uh, you know, sometimes you're so damn busy, you don't realize the opportunities that are right next to you. You're so blinded by what you're chasing that the thing that was put there for you, divine intervention, right? I think that's mm -hmm. a lot of what dugout mugs was. And uh, keeping, keeping your, your plate kind of clear so you can get that meal when it comes kind of thing. So, 
I was busy. I had multiple companies um, to date. I think it's like eight I've had and, you know, all ventures and I had contracts and I had all this stuff going everywhere. And um, I, I ruptured my appendix one day uh, on the way to a meeting. Mm. And instead of going to the hospital, I just did the meeting. Mm. And, and did you know your appendix was burst or did you just know you were in pain? I knew I was in pain, okay. um, but I have apparently have a pretty high pain tolerance because that's one of the worst <laughs> pains you can get, I guess. It sucked. Yeah. It sucked. But at the time, because I was trying to impress people that didn't matter, I, mm -hmm. I had borrowed my friend's Ferrari to drive because mm -hmm. oh, a week earlier, I had double knee surgery. What? Uh, so I was on crutches and you can't really drive a car if you're both your knees just been operated on. But with a Ferrari, you got the paddle shifter. So I didn't have to use my legs. So I was like, dude, <laughs> I'm going to borrow your car to go to this meeting. And uh, at my restaurant, yeah, so this story just has so right. many different verticals. Um, the, the restaurant that was losing money, but it was cool, right? Yeah. So that was one blind spot. And then uh, rest and take care of yourself. Now I'm going to go to a meeting, second blind spot, um, mm -hmm. believing you were uh, bulletproof. You know, what, what's this pain? <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> I got this. I'm bulletproof right? Another blind spot. Um, you're thinking you can't miss, right? Like mm. what an idiot. And, and then the next night I had to go to the Stanley cup, right? So I just took some pain meds. So I'd go to the Stanley cup game because that was important. Um, and it just one thing after another. And by the time I actually made it to the hospital, it was a week later. No. Yeah. I, so I, I had a ruptured appendix for a week. And when I got there, I told, I was telling the doctor what's going on. I'm like, look, I, I'm taking pain meds for this knee surgery. So I'm probably just constipated and I just need some blah, blah. Well, four doctors walked in after they took a scan and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, right. Apparently I'm wrong. And, <laughs> and they said, you need to call who you need to call because we have to do emergency surgery right now and uh, take an abscess out of your core. It's the size of a football. So my body decided to wall this off instead of absorb it and kill me days earlier. Mm. And they said, now there's some complications here because if we prick this, there's so much that you're probably not going to make it. Uh, you got about a 30% chance that you're not going to walk out of here. Wow. I was like, Oh, okay. So like all this stuff I was chasing all these things I was trying to, you know, that I prioritized instantly hit that wall. Right. I, to, to date, it's it, probably my whole life. It's gonna be the best thing that ever happened to me. And, you know, I'm laying there in the bed. My mom's the only one there, right? Trying to like keep my temperature on 105, waving it until her arm cramped up this thing. And I call my wife. I'm like, what do I do? She's like, I can't come. I got a six month old at home. And I'm like, man. So like, I get to see my, my wife and my six month old on a zoom call. Mm. Right. And it's like, okay. So all the shit I thought mattered doesn't matter. Yep. And all the things that do matter are so far away. I can't even touch them. And mm. that was a real cool moment for me because it's like you, uh, perspective, right? It puts things into perspective. And, uh, while I was laying there, I had a lot of time to think I was in the hospital for a few days and I was texting people. I was shutting down deals. I was, I, I told my, my wife, I was like, bring my computer. I got to get on my computer. I got to start I'm not dying letting people think I like them. Right? I think that's what I, what I specifically told her. And, uh, 
it cut out a lot of stuff going on and cut mm-hmm. out a lot of revenue that I had coming in deals I was working on, you know, and it got down to the bare bones again. So I had some recurring revenue and it took care of bills, mm-hmm. but that was it. Right. So it, um, and then while I'm laying there, I said, okay, let's regroup. <laughs> you have a lot wow. of time to regroup. And, uh, I said, okay, so put somebody in my path that needs my skill set, that I don't take time away from my family, that I can live an experiential life, I can have yep. fun, and it's scalable. And if all those things work, I'm going to make money, Yeah, right? Because money is so misconstrued. It's the result. Yep. It's not the goal. Yeah, uh, The goal is doing the right things consistently. And then one day you turn around and you're like, oh, just look at that, all that money, right? Yeah, right. Uh, well, money, fulfillment, success, they call it what you want. You know, it's your ruler, you, you build it. Um, but yeah, so then a couple months later, out of the blue, I get a phone call from some kid. He's like, hey, man, I want to pick your brain. I was like, no, <laughs> I am done with this pick your brain business. I'm not dealing <laughs> with that crap anymore. He's like, yeah, I got an idea. I really want to talk to you about it. You look like you've had success online selling stuff. And I said, okay. Here's the deal. So we'll do a meeting. I'm going to be in St. Petersburg. He's like, I live in St. Pete. And I was like, okay, well, that's just weird. Yeah. And I said, well, I'll be at this particular hotel. I was at board of advisors. Yeah. Yeah. It was our second meeting ever. Wow. And uh, he's like, okay, can I meet you? And I said, I'm having a beer at the lobby bar. You can bring this cup. And I, I still have it. It's up on the shelf over here somewhere. I got so many of these damn things. <laughs> right. But, uh, but I, he's like, I'll bring you the cup. I said, okay. And I was like, that is kind of dumb when I saw it. But he's like, just carry it around for like a few days and call me back. So I did that. You know, I carried it around for a few days. And even if you look back in the archives at the board of advisors, you'll yeah. see me come in from that break and I was speaking next. So I, I was able to present it to the group. It's a fun video to watch considering where we are now. Yeah, no kidding. But yeah, it was kind of divine intervention. And the, the guy I asked for was put on my plate. And because I got rid of all the crap, all the noise, yeah. all the BS, I was able to see it clearly when it rang, when opportunity rang, literally, quite literally. I was able to pick up the phone. I was able to have a beer. I was able to, and now I've traveled. I'm I texting Hall of Famers and yeah. I know I'm in every stadium. I can go any stadium I want. Uh, articles or Forbes, Forbes, uh, Inc. 5000. Every, it's crazy. Magazine covers. So it's experiential. Yeah, you're seeing it. I'm in my house right now. I work yep. from home. Yeah. Uh, it's experiential. It's, you know, we did 13 and a half million dollars last year in sales. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah, it's, it's all the things I wanted, you know, laid right out on a silver platter. Yeah, but so many guys, I mean, and gals, right? So many people who go into life and are chasing success. I love how you said this. It's like, it's the blind spots, mm-hmm. right? It's the things that the rest of the world says, hey, this is what should be your priority. And I think what you discovered that I like to say a lot of times about redefining the success, I mean, it's all backwards. True success is yeah. backwards. True success yeah. is upside down. You know, what well, I had to talk with somebody yesterday and it's like, what, you know, what advice would you give a young entrepreneur? And it's like, know where you're going. Like, mm. what is, what is, where, what is the finish line even look like for you? Because creating a national international brand and company may be overkill. If all you want to do is make 120 grand a year 
and spend most of the time with your kids going through school and put them through college. If that's your goal, it ain't my goal, right? But if it's your goal, that's okay. Well, then you just reverse engineer it. Mm. Um, and I think that's kind of the mistake is, is so often people aren't paying attention to what their goal actually is. Yeah. So they're building this business or this business model or following some goofy ass guru you know, to build something that isn't what you need to go where you want to go. Mm. Right. And it's, it is, it's backwards and it's, it's uh celebrated, you know, all this oh, grind yeah. until your fingers bleed. And, you know, I, I put in 60 hours a week. It's like, God, I feel sorry for you. Right. You know, that's not a, that's not an accomplishment in my mind, you know, spend more time doing the things you're best at only. And what happens is you end up working uh, tremendously less, than, than you did before. And you're twice as or more uh, effective. Yeah. So, yeah. What, when you think back on all the blind spots that you faced or all the blind spots that you kind of see, what's the one that is the most dangerous of creeping back in, in your life? Uh, what to do with the time that I create, hmm. because sometimes uh, like I, I love baseball cards, right? It's ironic. I'm in the baseball space, but I always love baseball cards. Well, I have extra time, extra money, all this other stuff. So I'm like, oh, let's buy more. And, and it, it, the, the, you can fall into busyness yep. and, and things that just take over. So I think knowing what to do with the time you create is important so like we have next week i'll be in north carolina we're going on vacation with the family we're you know we're trying to take the time when it shows up and use it yeah you know appropriately so that's the one that i think you have to keep well me again that's all i can speak to that's the one sure. that, that i think uh, can creep up on me pretty quickly is just getting uh blow, spending too much time energy effort and money into just busy, fun little things for me. Right. Cause, cause my mind is one of those that needs to keep going. So I've been trying to get back into reading, um, audible. I really enjoy Cause you can like listen to stuff. There's one I'm reading. Uh, I actually just pulled it out. It's called strong father, strong daughter by mm. Meg Meeker. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I just got the audible for that because stopping and reading is just, I can't. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to try to listen to that, you know, trying to spend the hours. Cause you only have so many in yep. life. And to be honest, you don't have, I mean, we all know this. You don't have how many you actually have. That's right. So trying to spend those doing things that are at least taking me closer to my personal goal. Yeah. Um, I started working out again. I'm in the gym five days a week, you know, which feels good. Again, it's taking me back towards my personal goals Yeah, and, and just trying to fill the time slots, right. Is, is one that I'm constantly um, working on. Uh, the one that I, I, the one that, that used to get to me, and I know it gets a lot of people, is uh, the shiny object syndrome, mm. right? And, and when you're good, and so there's a few things I'm really good at. It's sales, um, marketing, social media, strategy. I'm good at these things. Yep. So, so many opportunities come my way and come across my desk. And usually they need one, if not all of those things. And it's like, oh, I can do X, Y, and Z. It's like, stop just stop. And, and, uh, my buddy Jason says that he said, it's not what it makes you what it's what it costs you. Oh, so that's take good. on one of these deals 
or one of these ventures or one of these partners, what does it cost you? Is it mm. time with your family? Is it this? Is it that? Right. And, and as long as it doesn't cost you much and it can make you X, uh, it's worth doing. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, what, when you look at, I mean, you've been designed, you've been created, right? Your purpose is this business strategy design kind of whole idea. Um, what, what is the best way that you found to balance living that purpose while keeping, you know, this, keeping your blind spots clear? Because I know you, I know mean, you're involved in BA board of advisors and involved in a lot of other different things where there is this shiny object and your heart to help people. How do you keep the boundaries in place? Because you could be overwhelmed with people like this one kid wanted just some time to hand you a baseball mug. You could be overwhelmed with just people like, Hey, I just want your time just to pick your brain for a little bit. How do you, how do you kind of keep that boundary in place? Um, transparency is one for me. I mean, people know where I stand. Yeah. Uh, they're like, what do you think? I think it's stupid. I'm not going <laughs> to spend my time on it. You know, it's true. So I think, uh, and be transparent with, with what I want, even my business partner now, it's like, Hey, uh, I, I'm not going to be working. Cause I want to spend the summer with my kids. Yeah. We're all on the same page, right. With what I want now, they may not like that idea. We may have another discussion on what that looks like, but, um, I, I think focus is, is really important. Um, you can be really efficient and do a lot of things if you can really dial in your core competency. So uh, the one thing by Gary Keller or uh, uh, Eddie was talking about it the other day about your brick, you know, what's your yep. brick, you know, the, what is the one thing that makes everything else obsolete? Yep. And that is my power zone. And like, for me, I can do a lot of things with a lot of people and it either fits in my tiny little wheelhouse or it doesn't. And if it doesn't, I'm not even going to talk to you about it because I don't care because it doesn't fit in my one little zone. Right. So I think it really comes back to um, self-reflection, knowing what you're good at and more importantly, knowing what you're not good at mm. and then only fit, only put things in that little box that fit. And I'd say 99% of the things that come across my plate don't fit in that box. And at that point, it's just discipline. Mm. I'm not going to change my box because you have a thing. Yeah. I've found that this little box of mine allows me to do all the things I want. None of the things I don't, I don't have to deal with any of my weaknesses. You know, that's, that's what I, it's just discipline. It's practice just like anything. Yeah. Um, uh, there, there's a saying, how you do anything is how you do everything. So there's a reason I'm trying to read more. There's a reason I'm going to the gym five days a week, not three. Cause I want to get on the habit of having good habits and disciplines because then it allows other areas of your life to fall into those same disciplines mm. and, and practices, you know, that's really good. What do you, what do you say to the guy that like was like you, you know, before you had the app, he's like, I appreciate that you're saying all of that. I don't have time for that. Don't you understand my business isn't where it wants to be. And I've got, and I'll get there when, when I have the business, when I have the growth, when I have the, basically the guy who's lying or the gal who's lying to themselves about the fact that they'll do it then as opposed yeah, to now. I tell them my story. Mm. Um, you know, I've, I've told my story to some folks before I've had people call me uh, or, or message me on LinkedIn. Like, Hey dude, just so you know, like uh, your story saved my life. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I, I try to be, again, be transparent. 
and um, tell people what my experiences were and, and help them shift perspective. Like, I don't need you to do it the way I did it. I don't need you to see things the way I see it. All I'm going to share with you is that there's an, there's another perspective out there that might deserve some of your time to take a look at. And it's, uh, it's, it's okay. It's okay to slow down. You know, I think we live in a, a, a ridiculous world um, of narcissism and, and social media. I got kicked off of Facebook for some ads, something stupid over ads like seven years ago. And I've been mm-hmm. off Facebook for seven years. Thank God. <laughs> I, I don't waste my time there. Yeah. I don't watch people bicker. I don't watch the world go to hell. Like I don't have to watch that. I don't have to deal with that. But I think everybody in that all the time, they're constantly trying to impress people. Like they go into depression my little mm-hmm. micro depressions if their posts don't get enough likes and, and things like that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of wild, man. So I, I try to help people understand just a different way of looking at things. Yeah. And sometimes it's well-received other times it's not, but that's not my problem. Right. And, and I'm, and I'm quick to just let that shit bounce off my back. It ain't my problem. Right. I said what I was here to say. If you listen, great. If you don't, You'll listen eventually. <laughs> That's on yeah. you. I'm not going to force you to do it. What it, when you look at kind of the life you've built right now, um, and where you are, we're all kind of on a continuous level of improvement. Maybe you've kind of already said this, but what's the what's the biggest thing that you're most excited about? Kind of still need to fix a little bit, and you're most excited about dialing in right now. Uh, my fitness. So before I went on my entrepreneurial journey. I, um, I used to open gold's gyms. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so I was in the gym industry, so I was pretty good shape and uh, I was in and around it a lot. And then, you know, sitting behind a computer and doing all this stuff. And then I literally, my R and D is baseball games and breweries, right? Like, <laughs> it's awesome. It is awesome. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, I think, um, the health side of it, I'm getting significantly stronger, um, feeling good, just the consistency of getting in the gym. So really the health side of it. Um, and then also the one that I'm probably, uh, you know, the most proud of is that I read my daughter's bedtime stories every night, make them breakfast every morning, you yeah. know, uh, little, little stuff, right. I think is, is, is some of the stuff that I really want to continue to dial in. And you ever seen that movie? Uh, what is it? Yes, man. Yeah. With Jim Carrey. Yes, yeah. man. Well, it's, it's, it's really, I, I, I challenge somebody to just try it for a week with your mm. family because your kids ask you to do some of the stupidest stuff. Dad, we got to go out in the yard. I need to pretend to be a dinosaur and you have to throw Frisbees at me to kill the dinosaur. I'm like, all right, well, screw <laughs> it. You know, I, I had a zoom call coming up, but Hey man, do you care if I call you in like an hour later? Like, yeah. I don't care. It's like, okay. And then I go out and play like dino frisbee death something in the yard. But it's, it's weird. I, I think um, trying the yes man mentality might be interesting. Uh, yeah. It, it creates, um, I was talking to Dave, a uh, guy named Dave Stack. He's a buddy. And uh, one of the things he was talking about, it's like people always talk about quality time, but quality time doesn't happen until there's quantity time. So you don't, you, you don't know when that quality time is going to happen. Right. right. And we had a really in depth, he's got a, amazing sons. I'm friends with the sons and, 
and he and I have really deep conversations. And uh, that was one of the things we came to is like, yeah, right. It's, it's not like, Oh, in 45 minutes, we're going to have 15 minutes of quality time. Like, Shut up. Right. You know, you got to be there and you got to be present and you got to not be distracted, which is one I'm really working on too, is these, these devices that are always next to us. Uh, we, we touch our phones more than we touch our spouses and kids. Mm. Okay. And uh, working on that, and, and then you're there, right? Like you're not distracted. It's kind of cool. So that's one I really want to continue to work on. I'm going to encourage you on that. And just because you, you can't change where you are in life, but being someone who's in a different phase in life, you talked about this idea of we don't know how many hours we have left. The interesting right. thing about having kids is if you make it through their entire lifetime, and you know most people do, um, you do know how many hours you have left. And so many times we waste those hours with our own kids because as I know very well at 18, when they graduate, they walk out the door. We've, we've graduated one. I've got another one that'll graduate this December or this, yeah. this, this in the next month or two in May. Um, you've got a countdown clock on that. And I don't think we pay any attention to it. So I, I applaud yeah. you for that. Well, you know, and then, and then there's, you know, my, my friend, Anthony, uh, my late friend, Anthony yeah. and his uh, late wife as well they had three kids and these three kids are solo now and uh, we've, we've banded together and we've taken care of them, but they're all mid teens and mom and dad both passed. But what was cool. And I talked to the kids about this, you know, cause we um, it's a deeper conversation, but what, one of the things we talked about is, you know, everyone's morbid this morbid that. And I said, you guys are so lucky. And they kind of gave me this weird look and it's like, you have no idea, like in 10, 20 years, when you look back and you spent two, the last two years of your life <laughs> locked in an RV with your mom and dad traveling the country, doing like God's work, yeah. saving animals, raising money, doing charity. And your dad's teaching you how to communicate with celebrities. Your dad's teaching you how to be humble. Your dad, like you had 24 seven access to your mom and dad that's more time than most people get in their entire childhood. Yeah. If you add it all up and I said, you guys are really lucky. You don't know it yet because you're going through this grief. Um, but it was th that like, if I could, if I could do that and you can, that's the fun part is for those of us who are still here, you can uh, maybe share that, maybe share the link I share with you. Yeah, no, I will. I'll put that little story. Notes. It's a big story, man. And but why don't you why don't you take now. a minute because you're kind of in the middle of it take a minute and at least give everyone who's listening a little bit of a bigger piece of overview because you need to go i'll put this link in the show notes you need to go check this out yeah so um you know our uh i had a buddy uh anthony uh, from australia he and his wife came over here with their when their daughter i think was two bella was two she's just turned 18 now and uh, he built a big franchise over there in Australia and wanted to come over to the States and do it here. And we met through our mastermind group. And uh, he and I were like very close, just loud, big, laughing, drinking, having fun, just hugging strangers. Like we we're very similar. And I started working with them on their Bathe to Save tour, which was their charity thing that they did. And so Anthony and I got a lot closer. I got to meet the kids and Rachel and everybody. And uh you know, Anthony got some bad news a couple of years ago. They had cancer. And, um, you know, with that, it's pretty daunting. So they, they stopped the tour, they anchored down, they've got a home, they started, you know, getting things in line and, mm -hmm. and 
one of the things was a routine surgery for his wife to get done. Well, she had a very bad uh, experience that left her uh, brain dead that mm -hmm. night. And it was a routine. It was over, it was in and out and she never came out. And when you're already in a spiral and that just put him into a tailspin yeah. and the kids as well, because then just a few days after that, they heard that the dad's cancer came back and then um, multiplied and went into other areas. And then just this past October, he checked out and mm -hmm. the th three kids are like, what do we do? You know, they don't have work visas. They don't have anything. They're here. They got evicted 10 days after their dad passed. They got evicted out of their house because the landlord didn't want to uh, mm. rent to kids. And anyway, long story short, uh, there's seven or eight of us that banded together. And we're like, all right, all right, let's wrap our arms around his kids. Cause we'd wanted our, if it was our kids. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we did. We, we started to go fund me. We got them housing. We got them everything uh it's really starting to to take hold and if their story is being told in multiple states now we've raised probably about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. half of it's on the gofundme the other half's all being done privately sure um, setting these kids up so they can get through school yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool to see them get behind it these are these are these kids are the ones that are going to be making some big moves in this world and to not let them get to that point yeah. because of something outside of their control isn't something that we felt we could let happen. Yeah. So we, we took care of that and we're going to take care of them and uh, watch out their, their powerhouses because they were <laughs> raised right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you talk about this, you, you talk about being raised, right? Leave your kids a bunch of money or leave your kids a bunch of skills. Yeah, that's which it. is going to go further. I choose the latter all day. Yeah. And these kids were given a lot of skills and no money and no way out. So then we jumped in, we took care of that because and then let these, let them get through what they're getting through, let them grieve, let them get there. And they're going to do some big things. Yeah. That's so, that's so powerful. Well, I mean, it comes down to I mean, you, you summarized it pretty well, but at the end of the day, if you're so busy building everything, you said this before we got on the call, which was, you know, you build something to find out you're climbing the wrong ladder. It's all <laughs> your wrong mountain or whatever. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we don't, it's the unintended consequences of us chasing success from the wrong definition that we all miss. That's no, where something. Yeah. Chasing something. Cause it ain't success. <laughs> so true. Because it's, it's a, maybe it's success. Maybe it's got a success mask on. Yeah. Right? Because it ain't success. And, and what we were talking about is like, we learn the most when we're down in the ditch and which is true. You know, you learn a lot from the, 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 the bad things than you do the good things often. Yeah, you know, what I was saying is sometimes it's not the ditch. Sometimes you're climbing and climbing and climbing. You see that plateau, there's the peak. And then you're like, aha, I got here. And you're like, oh crap, my mountain's over there. Yeah. Right. So then you got to climb all the way down, unwind all this crap, bleed, cry, die, and then start all over again. Whereas if you would have just taken a few more seconds, you know, measure twice, cut once to look at like, okay, it, which mountain is mine? Maybe it's that hill over there with all the flowers and a bunch of good food and wine. I'll just go crawl up that hill. Right. Because that's my hill. I don't need a mountain. Yeah. You know, for a weird analogy. It's, no. it, uh, it's more about the reflection, I feel like. And, and that, even with dugout, like at my partner, I've had conversations. What's a win for me isn't necessarily a win for him. Mm. I could check out, sell my shares right now, pay off, have eight figures left over and right. no debt. And all the time and money in the world, do whatever I want to do with my family. Yeah. That's a win. That is a win. What if I, what if I only lived to be 42? Good question. You know?
Good question. I think it's a, I think it's a powerful one. Um, and one that we all need to just kind of stop and ponder because as you yeah. said, I mean, it really comes down to, you know, what have, what have you been created and designed to do? What did God create yeah. you specifically for? Um, and don't get distracted by what everybody else says that they're supposed to be. Just go be what you were created to be. Right. Yeah. I feel like I was, I was, I'm here to have fun, lighten things up a little bit yeah, and lead people yeah. to better places. And, and, uh, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm wave the smoke out of the way, you know, right. all, this, all this political BS, all this social media BS, all this news BS. If you watch that shame on you, honestly, <laughs> yeah. if whoever's hearing that, because it's crap, it's smoke, it's noise, it's BS. Get it out of the way because life, your life, your reality is happening around you. That's right. And, and that's what you need to be focusing on because of God, imagine if everybody just worried about the 20 feet to the, you know, north, south, east and west of them, there's a lot of overlap. And next thing you know, everything's just getting better. Yeah. Right. It's uh, yeah. I think sometimes that's a distraction. The world sells us is that there's something out there you need to solve. It's like, no, no, you just need to take care of the thing right here. And if yeah. we were all focused on the thing right here, yeah. it would make an impact out there. Well, I've been, I've been more impactful in the last five years of my life than I was the first 35, yeah, you know, absolutely. now mind you, I've been, I've been hustling since I was about 20. So <laughs> though that 15 years I was, I was busy uh, trying to leave a legacy that the world will remember. Yeah. Right. And it's a, one of my favorite movies is Troy with mm. Brad Pitt and everything. And at the very beginning, you, if you know the movie, you, uh, this kid goes and wakes him up and he gets on the horse and he's like, I would never want to fight. He's the biggest man I've ever seen. I'd never want to fight him. And he's like, well, that's why no one will remember your name. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, Oh God. <laughs> so like all this BS is like echoing in my head. And I was dead set on leaving this legacy yeah. uh, that the world rememberable reality is the only legacy that I think matters is those within your sphere of influence, the kids, the parents, what does your wife say about you yeah. to her friends when they're sitting out having mimosas and hanging out? Right. What is, what does your mom brag about to the people that come in her store? My mom owns a fan store. So like when people come into her store, what's mom saying about me to strangers, things like that, right? Are you making the right people proud Absolutely. instead of making everybody proud? And usually you have to fake it so hard. You lose track of who you are yes. because you're trying to impress a bunch of, people that don't matter. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Chris, um, thank you for the time today. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, follow what you're doing, follow dugout mugs. You guys need to go check into this. You need a dugout. Yeah, dugout mug. mugs are cool. They're yeah, really cool. Especially I have not gotten one yet, but the aluminum, the new aluminum bat ones that you guys came out yeah, with. Yeah. They're killer. We just got into uh Dick sporting goods, fanatics. Um, yeah, I think we're in like four, 400 or 500 doors. By this summer, we'll probably be in like 500 retail doors, but our company is predominantly e-commerce. We sell directly to dugoutmugs.com. I mean, you buy, customize it, put a picture of your dog on it, whatever you want to do. <laughs> um, but they're really, really cool. So obviously you can find that there. As far as me, I'm not on Facebook. My Instagram's private. Uh, Twitter's a mess, so I don't even deal with it. Uh, find me on LinkedIn, really, you know, because I, I, I am a businessman. I, I am 
I'm putting my uh, thumbprint in yeah. the world by helping other people do cool things and helping them get that noise out of the way. So I'm over there. I mean, I, I'll always still do consulting. I enjoy helping people do what they do better than they're doing it. Yeah. Um, so that's an easy place to, to contact me. Now, if it's a stupid idea, I might not even hit you back. Right. <laughs> that's and, how you know. And, and, well, and, you know what? I, I, I talk about it over there on LinkedIn pretty often and people get a kick out of it, but it's like, there's, there's not enough real out there. Um, so one of the things I'm, I pride myself on is just being unapologetically authentic. Like you don't have to guess where I am on something. <laughs> right. You'll know. Yeah, right. And if you don't know, you ask me and I'll tell you. Yeah. And I think, um, over there is, uh, I'm, I'm like all of us, we just want relationships and relationships yep. happen in conversations Thank and you. conversations happen when you're genuine. Yep. And people know where yep. you stand because there's plenty of people that I don't want to have a single conversation with. You know, most of them riding around with political stickers all over their car. The, I don't have anything to talk to those people about. Right. I don't care which side you're on. You're an idiot yep. most right. of the time. Like you or, said, it's the stuff around us that matters. Yeah. Or, or it's like, hey, I found your, uh, I found out what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. Really cool. Let me tell you about my phone line service. It's like, God, dude, just <laughs> shut up. You know, it, it, it's, uh, it's more about connecting, right? So yep. if there's something somebody can take away, if, if you want to connect with me, I'm not hard to find. No, but you got to do it the right way, and and it ain't just with me; it's with everybody. Anybody worth knowing and anybody worth having a relationship with is worth connecting with in a, in a genuine way. And I oh, think I, love I encourage people to do that. Yeah, and I, I'm going to encourage the audience as well. I mean, Chris is he's a lot. He shares a lot of nuggets and a lot of wisdom. Like you get to know you get to know Chris through his LinkedIn because he's completely authentic in the way that he does it. So, Chris, I'm going to put the link to. Um, helping the family, the GoFundMe into our show notes. That'd be awesome. Thank you so much. They're good kids. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we just want to, we want to help any way we can. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Everybody, um, we'll be back again with you next week as we continue to just look at how we can redefine success from a kingdom builder spotlight standpoint. Thank you so much again. God bless you. Have a great day. Eric L. Dunavit here. Thank you so much for joining us for Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. If you're a business owner or a family who is actively redefining success or have thoughts on kingdom impact or generational prosperity, and you would like to be a guest on the show, then I invite you to apply. Visit www.ericldunavit.com dot com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to share that either through text or social media. Take a screenshot of the show and share that and share what you learned. If you know anyone that should be a guest on our show, we would also love for you to connect us to them. The best way to do that is to use hashtag redefining success. I love to read your thoughts and shares on social media. And we also are honored just to get any recommendations of people that you think we should be interviewing on the show. We are constantly adding new content, adding new podcasts. So first and foremost, I'm going to recommend that you subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Also, you, all of your likes, your reviews, your shares, 
all of that makes a big difference to the show. So if you'll include those when you can, we definitely appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with me, visit www.ericl360.com and all of my connections to social and other ways to get in touch with me are there. This is Eric L. Donovan, the Mindset Disruption Strategist, signing off. Until next time.